welcome to another episode of the SNT podcast. I am. Um... An order from Japan arrived. It was supposed to come Monday, and actually came early, so it's a good thing I was here, because I wasn't expecting it. But I got some really cool cards. One was a Dragonite GB promo. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, like green with... background, him on the hill. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favourite one. It's got one. a massive, and I mean massive, I was in your picture, it's got a massive swirl. However, I did buy it as part of a lot, um, and it's not really great condition. I was hoping to keep it, but I'm not going to keep it. The front looks pristine, right? So I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks brilliant. Turn it over, and the back, yeah, it's not that great. So I'll tell you something, those GB promos, right, my favourite ever Moltres is a GB promo in Japan. It's mm. like, you can get that one, you get the Dragonite, and you get a Zapdos, and the Zapdos one is really hard to grade because it's got, like, lines all over the hollow, where it's like, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely lovely cards, honestly, I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, it is very really nice. Um that came, there's a Meowth GB promo as well, which is actually a hollow in English, which is interesting. And I got, there's loads of like, vending series promos there. There's a Erica's Bulbasaur glossy promo, it's quite nice. Again, condition isn't the best. Okay. But there's some quite cool EX cards from the Diamond and Pearl series. Got Mewtwo, which is absolutely mint. There's uh, some random stuff. There's some. There's a Sloking Koro Koro comic promo, it's quite cool. Some base set, fossil set, jungle set, and Japanese set, all in Japanese. Uh, Japanese, all in Japanese? Sorry, <laughs> Japanese cards. Um, just just bulk, so I'm not collecting it, it's just bulk for the uh, for the old store. But no, I've got some pretty cool cards, mate, I'll send you some pictures. Um, you must be, I mean, are you not tempted to keep some of this stuff? Like, every, every day I ring you, it's like, oh, yeah. I've got an Acropolis uh, hound him the other day. So, so, I might keep it. Actually, yeah, there, let me mention that. So I bought an absolutely beautiful... Uh, card, which was in English, but you know, it looks it still looks not nice Japanese. Obviously, it's not as valuable, but it's still quite valuable. It's a Acropolis Houndoom, and the artwork is just phenomenal on that card. And this looks absolutely pristine, and it's got a massive swirl on it as well. So, that's I'm keeping that. That's going straight to PSA. Um, I put some cards aside. So, at the minute, I'm getting kind of a delivery a week at the minute, and I'd say. 10% of those cards I put in my own collection and then the rest I do sell on. But, um, yeah, I keep some. I keep some, definitely. Um, you're, you're so modest yeah. about it. It annoys me. You're so like, oh, yeah, I've got a Lance's Charizard. Yeah, it's a little bit of a new minute. Oh, I wish I, I had Lance's Charizard. I wish that. Right, your collection, though, I think is definitely much nicer than mine, like, condition-wise, 100%. Because you've been very... You've done the right thing. You've been very picky with your, your Watsy sets. You've only been buying them if they're kind of mint. Yeah. And yeah. Neiman, which is really, I think you made the right choice. Like long term, you made the right choice. Whereas me, because I've wanted to finish the set, so I've made some sacrifices. Some cards, don't get me wrong, you know, I've got some first editions in there and some, you know, some gem mints in there, but some others are, are quite battered. And I know I might, yeah, the set's complete, but I definitely, I'm not counting those stones as fully unturned, if you know what I mean. I want to go back and change those. Yeah, so it's, it's funny to say that because um, I, I, I've started to replace some of the really bad ones and. Um, when I say really bad ones, I mean the actual ones that I grew up with as kids and kept on to. Like, cause I, had, I had a binder full. Yeah, of sentimental, aren't they? Yeah, and um, and some of them are wrecked. I mean, not as not as bad as you think, to be honest, but they're wrecked. Like the whitening's all over the place, and um, so I've started to slowly replace them with like near mint to mint versions of them. And uh, I, I think I'll still keep the the rough and ready ones just because 
they were my cards. If that makes sense. They're my. They were. My, they were the ones yeah, I had bought and ripped up and spat on or shoved marmite up. You know, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I um, saw a. Uh, I saw a dark Charizard uh, yesterday. I've been sending you a picture, and it had someone had burnt both the bottom corners off. I don't know how I got this card. <laughs> Two bottom corners were burnt, and it was an English dark ro- uh, rocket, dark Charizard. You know what happened, mate? He battered. There was a there was a house fire, and he thought, right, I've got to go in and save the kids. No, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't save the kids. Get the dark Charizard out there. Fucking fold Get about the kids and the dog. Yeah. Get my cards. Comes running exactly. out. Here's a screaming baby. He runs back out with a dark Charizard. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny, actually. I've got my baby here. Save my baby. I'm going in. It's all right. I got him. Where's the baby? I thought you meant the Charizard. I've got the Charizard. <laughs> yeah. It's in good condition now. Not in <laughs> oh All right, so on. He's on fire on that, then. <laughs> Sorry, fucking hell. <laughs> oh god. Right. So on uh, on Pokemon, because I know we didn't talk about it for an hour, if you know, ten hours straight. If, not careful. If we didn't control ourselves, one thing I wanted to mention was um, so the Pokemon McDonald's promos. So they've just released in America. Uh, come out at the start of the week, I think. Rumoured to get them in England soon. No date confirmed as of yet. I'm surprised we haven't got them, to be honest. But could be a blessing in disguise with what's going on. So, I don't know if you've been following, you know, the pokey news. can't believe I just called it that. Basically, McDonald's employees have been nicking boxes of these promo cards and selling them online for profit. I mean, they're charging, you know, hundreds of dollars for sets of these cards that come free with Happy Meals, for Christ's sake. And there's a big debate to be had, you know. First of all, obviously that's wrong, we know that. But I mean, first of all, should they be limiting how many customers can have? A friend who lives in America did tell me that they're limiting it to 20 a person now. But can you imagine going in there and asking what? for 20 Happy Meals? I, I thought you were going to say, oh, maybe like three, four. That's what it should be, yeah. Like, that's what it should be. I mean, if that's the limit, what the fuck were they doing before? Like 200 Happy Meals, please. But this is it. What? And people are buying Happy Meals... Like grown adults like us are buying, well, you know, almost adults. They're buying Happy Meals for the free Pokemon cards and then just throwing the food in the bin. And it's like that is fucking so bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not a hippie, uh, <laughs> but but I mean, it's people that are starving. Like that food could be donated. Or, you know, there's so many things that could happen. And also, are they not taking these cards away from children? Like. I know some other people in America, but well, I know I've read online. People have gone to McDonald's and they've sold out. They've run out of promos. The kids can't have them. Like, what do you make of all this? You know. Well, one, I'd say that do kids buy Happy Meals? Not really. The adults buy Happy Meals, so. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. No. Like, I know what you mean. Like, um... should I, on my own, be able to go into McDonald's? Oh yeah, I'll have ten Happy Meals, please. Uh, well, the answers. Yes, but in like there's like an ethics thing here, isn't there? Like, yeah. it depends how into it you are. Like, I'm into Pokemon. I I fucking love Pokemon, but I would not go out of my way to buy a hundred Happy Meals and then throw it into the bin. Do you know what I mean? Like that 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 to me is like a waste. It's like I don't know. Like I don't know what the win is here. The win the win should be like maximum three four per person or if there's like a family of five then mm. fine enough, like fair enough whatever but like yeah it it needs to be controlled for sure 
I don't. Uh, this whole wasting food thing for me, all the fucking supermarket. Have you seen how they make food like in supermarkets, having to be perfect? They throw away food in like the masses yeah. every day. To be honest, like it's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, there's I know there's a whole there's like a what do you call it a movement you could call it of people that basically go dumpster diving in supermarkets and they live off of the food out of there. Well, yeah, <laughs> Which, because you know I, I'm all recycling, but I mean, let's be honest. Like you take the cucumber. The cucumber isn't straight, but they only sell the straight ones. So, like, mm-hmm. millions and millions of cucumbers get... I don't know what I'm, get, what I'm trying to get. It's, like, a waste <laughs> of food. Yes, it is, like, a massive waste of food. But, I don't know, there's a weird there's a weird knock-on effect here as well. Like, if you don't get the Pokemon, you buy more Happy Meals. Yeah, I don't know, like... Well, yeah. Like, let's not forget, as much as, you know, we grew up with this and we love it, it's aimed at kids. But some people don't give a shit, though thinking about it like you get you get the people who are doing this are not like they're into pokemon but they're also haven't got much else going like i'm just like i think pokemon isn't the drive it's like it's the fast food plus maybe a gift for them well yeah i mean we've seen as well we've seen a lot of scalping you know late 2020 and now 2021 massive problem particularly with obviously the playstation and the xbox but now with these mcdonald's cards as well and Sony apparently are just you know apparently they're releasing a whole new wave of of PS5s, but in, in literally in the next week or so. But it's you know you think, am I even going to be able to get one? Yeah, because I mean, um, and this covers these... Pokemon as well. Pokemon, yeah, like, no, exactly, um, have the same problem, and it's not just Pokemon. There's loads of stuff, and funny enough, there's an online petition here in the UK, and um, five hundred thousand people have signed up to it to say to make scalping illegal. It should be. Because there's a big difference between... I mean, essentially, you take any business and boil it down to its bare minimum. They're buying something and selling it on for profit. That's how businesses make money. Yeah, it's a service or a product. doesn't matter. Same thing. They're taking some ink and selling it for more than they paid for it. That's how you make money. There's a big difference between making a profit and scalping. Yeah. To me, scalping is like going up to something that's available to any consumer... Buying out the whole lot so no one else can have any, and then selling it for ten times the price, like the PlayStation. People set up bots and stuff like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the software. Go and buy all the Playstations. Yeah, and it's happened. I mean, you brought it back with Pokemon. I know you don't really keep up with, with modern sets, but there's a set coming out called Shining Fates. Sh- shitty Fates. No, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> shitty Fates. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and um, basically, you can't buy that now. You can't even. There have been so many pre-orders that the Pokemon company are actually going to people that have, to, to to retailers and saying, you know, we allocated you 100 units, we can only give you 30 now. Like, retailers, because there's been so many pre-orders and there's such high demand, retailers are losing out. This set doesn't come out for, for a while. I think it's March it comes out. And, you know, it's, it's not coming out for ages and you can't even buy it now. You know, it's near the start of February and you can't get hold of it already. And and this is the this is gonna be the same for every set this year, like going forward, like unless they make it illegal. But like, um, you think the twenty fifth anniversary is gonna be? We're not gonna touch it. Like, we, there's no way you can get you can get a copy of it. There's no way, because like as soon as they're made available, the bots get yeah. them and everyone else is fucked essentially. It's not gonna. This is it. I saw a, there's an online store I bought some ink from recently. Actually, um, it arrived this week. He's based in somewhere in the UK. And he had a really cool um, idea. So he runs his own website and he takes pre-orders for his English Pokemon cards. But to combat bots, so they released a bunch of Shining, Shining Fates um, Elite Trainer boxes on his website. Bots bought them up. 30 seconds, they were sold out, right? 30 seconds. 
So he's thought, right, these are obviously bots, and they all you could tell from the times they were automated. So to combat that, he cancelled all the orders, and he got people to message him through Instagram if they wanted to buy one, and he would send them a unique code. And when he put the prices up by like 100% on a website, but when you went to buy it, you entered this unique code, and it put it back to the retail price. And that's how he got around the bots. Yeah. I think it was Jet Cards, I think was the name. But um, that was quite a cool way to combat it. There must be... 2021, there must be something retailers can do. There is, but the problem is retailers are not really against it too much. And at the same time, yeah, do they care? Because at the end of the day, they're still selling it for what they want. It's the it's the, it's us here trying to get one or two. Yeah, that's true. And um, That's a good point, actually. The retailers won't put any action together to do anything because they're making money. Yeah, exactly. It's not changing for them. For anything, there's more demand. It's just creating more demand, isn't it? I mean, there's a um, for the Series they're X. Gone. They're not they're not restocking until June. Somewhat from what I've heard. Oh, That's mad, isn't it? Like you'd think. I mean, it must be COVID, but you'd think they would sell. They would sell out if they released another wave like once a week. Yeah. They would sell out week after week. So. They must be doing it because there's lack of stock, not because so for I, marketing reason. Yeah, so I, I look every day. I look every day on game.co.uk, Argos, and Amazon, right? Sometimes Curry's, whatever. And I'm not joking, there's no way. You can't get one brand new through Amazon or whatever. They're all like out of stock. And, um, and that goes for the X and the S series. Um, and I look every day. Now, I'm not desperate for it, but I look every day because if I can, I will. I'm, I know for a fact the amount of times I look on eBay and they're all sta- they're all sitting there, five fifty, six fifty, seven fifty, eight fifty for Xbox Series Xs. Now I could buy one, I could, but out of principle, it's a big middle finger to them to say fuck off. There's no way I'm buying from you. Like, I mean, why would I? Why would I allow scalpers to win? You don't. So you just have to wait and wait your turn. Because otherwise, yeah, this whole thing doesn't stop, true. does it? Yeah, yeah, it's true, mate. It's true. I'm not so desperate it's to spend an extra 300, 400 quid on it. It's not me. No, it's just a massive shame though, because it takes, you know, it ruins it for the, the you know, the everyday people that just want to mm. play the new console. You know what I mean? And same with the cards. There's, again, I don't want to bring it back to kids again, but there's kids out there that are just starting to get into it, and they won't be able to get hold of these unless they pay scarper prices. I've seen so with every modern set you get something called an elite trainer box it's basically eight booster packs and special collection box yep. with a few little extras like sleeves and stuff yep. retail price is usually forty four ninety nine. so the people selling pre-orders of Shining Fates for over £100 each already and they're selling like you're not even buying the item you're buying a pre-order yeah it's mad it's insane it's insane mate and it's, I've heard of rumours apparently the Pokemon company are looking to open up a few more sites to print cards and there's a whole thing people are now saying if that happens is it going to burst a bubble we've got with modern Pokemon because obviously all these hard to get sets hidden fates you know shining fates evolutions even maybe you never know if these will get reprinted but anyway but yeah we could talk about this forever moving on moving on mate We've both seen uh, something quite cool this week, haven't we? With uh, Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. It's the live series so, from HBO. Yeah, yeah. So that's, there's some good news there because, to be honest, HBO has got a hell of a good record. Um, yeah, they have. You know, and let's forget Walking Dead for a minute because that's shit. But 
It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, but, um, I, I do like Walking, Walking Dead, but it is shit. <laughs> I want them to focus more on the human story and not just like. Do you know what I mean? I want it, if it's going to be Last of Us, I want them to be the same angle as the game uses. So maybe not same characters. Don't care about that. Um, they can use the same or different characters. Doesn't doesn't bother me. But I want it, it's got to be like more human driven. Like I, I don't want it to be like world war z against the zombies it's got to be like the world's gone already and it's just like survival it's like similar to like a quiet place type feel i guess yeah i get that i get that i, I think i think that, that i think they're gonna do yeah. a good job i mean it. i think for me that's uh that could be a really good series to watch to be honest if they get it right and the tone's right and to be honest with you i hope for their sake they use the same um Artist in terms of the music, um, because to be honest, you the, the music in The Last of Us mm-hmm. is amazing, mm-hmm. and the guitar is amazing, and I just want them to use that in the series. You know, yeah, I wonder as well if it will be like a long drawn out, you know, Game of Thrones style eight series thing, or if it will be like a is it one part mini series, or because it they could long this out however they want. They could do a massive prequel about Joel before. He even meets Ellie, or do you think they're going to follow the games? You know, to the T. I think the the problem with following the game is that people know the story, and um, I feel like it's always Mm. less of a risk when you make something new to create your own story, because like you, you, yeah, I mean, to how many people is the Last of Us, the first game, very precious to them, and in their head, and they Mm. see a live action attempt at making it and they're like actually it's not like the games the games do it better you know it's like that sort of reaction you don't want that you just want a fresh story like like you said joel did was surviving for 20 plus years before he met ellie so like there's a there's a lot they can do um but then again do people like the last of us because of the story that exists don't know yeah i mean it's i i really i really hope this proves a lot of people wrong um not Forgetting about The Last of Us world, but in general, I hope this proves that you can turn a game into a good film or series. Because let's be honest, there's not really a lot of good, you know, adaptations. Are they've there? tried. I mean, they've, they've tried a few times, like film. They've done Monster Hunter. That was a bit iffy. Resident Evil, one and two sort. Of. Those films are so yeah. bad. That's the thing. Those films are so shit. There's not been too many. But yeah, decent. Successful adaptation. No. There hasn't. So I'm hoping, you know, a game with this, a story as strong as this, I think, could make the transition well. It's just they've got to be really careful about how they do so it. The actor is the guy from The Mandalorian and Game of Thrones, isn't he? Yeah, it's so Pedro Pascal. He's, um, so I got to admit, didn't recognise him from Game of Thrones. It's only when I went and looked, he was the guy who screams, He raped yeah, my sister! Yeah, over and over again. Which. Yeah, I mean, he was a bit of a he was a bit part in that. Apparently, he's incredible in the Mandalorian. I've not actually seen the Mandalorian yet, so, so I it's can't a bit different on that one because on you see his face very, very rarely. So you're speaking through a man like an actual mm. helmet, so you don't see any acting ability mm. really. But um, mm. but he's good. He's been good. He's done a few good films recently. Um, I did think about when I saw the casting, I thought it's not bad, but I didn't see if if it is that bloke who's playing Joel I didn't see Joel in that bloke so I thought okay I thought to myself who would I see yeah. as Joel and I sort of thought of like Hugh Jackman 
<laughs> you fucking what? bastard. Yeah, literally. No, I'm exactly the same. As soon as I heard Joel, I immediately think Hugh Jackman. But I'm thinking Hugh Jackman from Logan. Yeah, or like The Prisoners or something like that. That sort of. Exactly. I'm not thinking Hugh Jackman from the first Jackman film. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm thinking yeah Logan and Prisoners Hugh Jackman 100% yeah he's got a bit of like wear and tear about him he's aged you know he's quite an old guy I, I can see that working really well actually that he plays them sort of rugged roles quite well as well like he's just yeah, been, yeah he does he does he's been around for a while you know yeah, yeah Stranger Things yeah what's that girl called what the main girl yeah the one who plays uh, Z uh, what, you mean Eleven Eleven yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know her name. She was in Godzilla, though. Okay, so when I think of Ellie, I kind of thought of her. Uh, I sort of thought of the girl from Kick-Ass. Okay, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's sort of like, she's sort of a little bit older, but not as like, she's got that, I could see that. She's got that younger look about her as well. I could see that. Yeah. That's a good shout. That's a really good shout, actually. I mean, the girl that's been cast, Bella Ramsey. Again, I... I've looked up on IMDb. So she is Theon's sister, isn't she, in Game of Thrones? That's... Or am I getting mixed up? Wait. No, I'm getting mixed say, up. She's fucking old. Yeah, this she's she's the young princess, isn't she? Who are you talking about? This is Bella Ramsey. She plays the young... She, is she, is she not that, that, that young lord? Ramsey? Yeah, that, Ra- Bella Ramsey. Isn't she? She's the little girl that becomes the lord, isn't she? Or the mistress, whatever. Like, mate, I, you're talking, you're talking riddles. I think you've got a clue what you're talking about. The girl who's been cast, her name's Bella Ramsey. Oh, sorry. In, in Game of Thrones, sorry, mate. Yeah, in Game of Thrones, she becomes, she's that young little lord girl. Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her name though. She was, she was good at that role, playing a little like, very stern, like commanding girl. But like, yeah. um, maybe she has got a side to her which is like vulnerable and not so sure of herself. But it depends how they play it, you know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one for me. They're both from Game of Thrones, but like that's because that's, HBO's done it in it. That's why they've cast people from HBO. So yeah, I think I think a lot of Game of Thrones actors are going to appear in it. So another big shout, you know, um, Jamie Lannister. I saw him as Joel as well. Yeah, I think he'd make a really good Joel. It's got to be more like uh, it's got to be American, right? So like uh, I feel like this world yeah, is like American good. in it, like. I feel like that's, that's the right move, like because you get that sort of Western feel a little bit about it as well. And mm. um, I, I just think if they do it right, it'd be amazing, to be honest. Like, I'd love to watch a 10-part series of The Last of Us. I, just, I think it'd be good, but they have to do it right and they have to like work their asses off to get the right... It's all about like the, the vibe of it, do you know what I mean? Well, that's it. This is it. It's got a... It's such a beloved story and a beloved game. It's They've got to be really careful and I just hope... They don't long it out into a, like a ten-part series. Do you know, I don't think they will, but do you know what I mean. It's, I'd rather them do like a like a mini series of ten episodes. Yeah, like than... one or two, and that's it. Get out there, like um, yeah. And the zombies and the apocalypse, whatever you want to call it, that has to be secondary. Like it, like what comes first is character building, the relationship between them, and, and almost like nature taking over the world again. Like that sort of mm, feel. Like mm. the, the zombies and the danger element is secondary to me. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the best parts in the game is when you're literally, so you're going through a city and it's just overgrown, like nature's just taking it over, like you said. And yeah, yeah. There's no zombies around. It's just eerie and freaky because you're the only one there. And it's like, yeah. where there was cars, there's now fucking trees. So it's, it's, this is what I mean. So me and you have 
in our heads the same sort of vibe, the same feel because we played the game. So I really hope they use that. I really hope they go for that sort of thing. You know, that's sort of similar to a little bit of like an I Am Legend feel, maybe. You know, it's just a bit, they've got to get it right, haven't they? They've got to be. It's gonna be difficult, but I hope they do it right. Yeah, I mean, I, I do trust HBO. I mean, they've got my favorite series of all time, True Detective, is HBO as well. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've they've got a good track record. The, the Wire, for those of you who watched The Wire, brilliant. Is it HBO? Yeah. Didn't know yeah. that. Band of Brothers. I don't need to watch Band that. of Brothers, The Pacific. You know, all of them. Game of Thrones. We'll we'll forget season eight. We'll forget the last episode, and then you know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just forget the whole season. But yeah, they've got a really good track record, so they're the right guys to do it. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The other TV series which is coming out this year, which we've heard very little about, is the new Lord of the Rings Amazon TV show. Is that this year? This year, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I've only seen a few Amazon original series. Um, I think the last Amazon original series I watched was Upload. That was pretty good. I watched The Boys. Um, the Boys is good. Oh, and the boys, sorry, the boys, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Amazon definitely got the funding to throw as much money as, you know, as they want, all of the rings. Actually, I think I read somewhere it's the most expensive budget ever put aside for a TV series. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... I don't know what it is, but... I mean, they spend hundreds of millions on the, on the grand tour for the Top Gear guys, so they 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 do invest in their projects when they want to do it. And, um, yeah. It's a prequel series, isn't it? Yeah, so it's set in the second age of Lord of the Rings, so... It's and there's like a thousand years that span in the second age of Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna go proper nerd into it now, but I don't care. But yeah, so the second age is almost um, it ends with the ring being cut off of Sauron's hand. So the battle you see at the beginning of Lord of the Rings is the second age, and then obviously like thousands of years pass, and then where we start off in Lord of the Rings is the third age of Lord of the Rings. So it could be you see like a prequel to like Sauron when he was like an elf and stuff, Sauron the Deceiver. Forging the ring, maybe. Don't know. Okay, that could be really cool. Yeah, so maybe you see a bit more of like a human side to to the elves. So obviously, there's a lot more like um, fantasy involved because in Lord of the Rings, the elves are sort of sort of going to the east and going across the sea and stuff. Whereas now, in the Second Age, they're really like full on. It's like dwarves and elves and like, like magic and stuff, you know. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. That sounds amazing, mate, to be fair. Sounds... I need to get back, and I've, I've read the first... I've not read Two Towers, Return of the King, and, you, you know, you can read... I've read The Hobbit when I was a kid, I don't remember it, but there's, so, there's a whole back catalogue of stuff pre-Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I've not even read. Like this, Sil... Silmarillion? Yeah, so that's the start, one. yeah. That's the, like the lore and the gods and stuff. And uh, how that was created, Middle-earth was created. Mm. That's really good. That could be really interesting. Yeah. That'd be quality, mate. So there's loads of things. There's a big like question mark around if Gandalf, if Gandalf is going to be in it. But obviously, it won't be Gandalf as we know it because he's lived for like oh, I couldn't see. He's lived for like twelve hundred years. So he's been okay. So he, he's like his age is like um, so three hundred year three hundred times that of a normal person's lifespan. So like eight eighty times three hundred, whatever you want to call that. Like, but um, he's been around for so thousands. When, when of years. you say so when you say Gandalf's being rumored, would you mean Ian McKellen or no, just the character? I can Gandalf? I can imagine if they do it, it'll be a younger version. I couldn't I couldn't do that. I know. I, I know. Do it. It's the thing. I would. It sounds silly because it's been done before. And it's, in fact, in most films, you see, you know, you have a different actor play the younger version. But I, to me, 
Ian McKellen is Gandalf, and no one's replacing him. They should do. They should do the de-aging thing they did in the Irishman. For just about to say Joe that. Pesci they could do and, that. Uh, yeah, they should do that for sure. That would work really well. Um, and it'd be Gandalf the Grey as well. It wouldn't be Gandalf the White because he's Gandalf the Grey still around. Mm. I mean, yeah. There's a um. Elrond's around, obviously still. So obviously El- yeah, elves yeah, yeah. live around forever. There's so many. It's funny though, isn't it? There's so many characters that they get typecast as that character. So, for example, like Hugh Jackman, he's done a good job of doing a mixture of stuff, but to me, he's always going to be Wolverine, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. There are, it's, yeah. He's done some good films. He's done some really good films after that. Prisoners, Greta Strayman, he's done some really good stuff. But he is Wolverine. Yeah, he is. Ian McKellen is... Gandalf. You know, not only, not only Gandalf, he's also Magneto. Yeah, <laughs> but true. It's, it's quite funny, isn't it? How people get typecast, though. I think, yeah, there's... A lot of actors are really going to start to struggle with that. Like, um, it's like Iron Man, isn't it? Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's another really good example. I'm actually watching. I've gone a bit of a tangent here, but I'm watching a really, really good series with. Um, oh, it's a bloody name. Who's the guy who gets Captain America? Oh, I don't know his name. Steve Steve oh, Steve Rogers it. is the character, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I don't know. I don't know the guy's name. Oh, I'm really good with names usually. But anyway, um, I'm watching a series called Defending Jacob. And it's a really serious series, and he, he's playing like a lawyer in it. He's brilliant. Yeah, Chris, someone, Chris, something. Uh, Chris Evans. That's it. Well done. I don't, I don't like Captain America. Be honest with you, not really one of my favourites. I didn't particularly like Chris Evans as well, but in this, he's brilliant. Like I've been mesmerised by this series so far, and yeah, just an example of you know we do have these characters in our head typecast, but sometimes they can break away from that. But yeah. I don't see anyone else playing Gandalf. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like, um, shut the fuck up, Sam. They, they might have to. Uh, I mean, the safest thing to do would be to not include him and just have a complete separate second age. New characters that we can grow to love. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, there's been hundreds. Of, well, there's been thousands of years of lore. You know, like, mm. who knows? Just don't ruin Lord of the Rings for me. That's what I say. Just don't. Uh, don't you dare ruin Lord of the Rings. Best trilogy, still, in my opinion ever created best trilogy yeah yeah, yeah 100% that's one thing we agree on mate well we've talked the world to rights in this episode so thank you for listening make sure to follow us on uh, Spotify and Instagram see you later cheers cheers